I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Building a team in the music industry and in any creative industry really is probably one of the most important yet challenging endeavors of your career. We're going to break down what you should be looking for when building that team. So let's roll that intro. Oh, that's so cheesy. Fucking hit it. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's B-Sides, a show where we share material that doesn't quite fit in with our weekly interview series. Here on B-Sides, we focus on empowering musicians and all creatives to craft careers by arming you with the tools you need to make it in the entertainment industry. So if you're new here, consider subscribing. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcy Novelli from Canada, where I'm not making music or doing this show, I'm producing records and directing music videos. Speaking of which, if you would like to work together, just hit me up on any of my socials. Before we jump into the episode, we just want to let you know that we are on Patreon and you can become a bridger from as little as a dollar per month. You'll gain access to our exclusive Encore series featuring never-before-seen videos with our guests, and your support will allow us to keep bringing you weekly videos here at Bridge the Atlantic. That's right. You can also head on over to our website to pick up one of our shirts. Use the coupon code BTAROCKS to receive 20% off your order, and we promise they're going to look badass on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So in this B-Sides episode, we're going to be looking at the importance of building a team and collaborating with the right people. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked a little bit about this before, but building a team is really important um, that I think it deserves a bit more attention. So often the DIY uh, approach is taken too literally in the music industry, you know, but your career should be a balance of doing some things yourself and probably a lot of things yourself, but also being able to delegate some work to others. Yeah, I think in the early stages, you probably are going to be doing almost everything yourself, um, which is good because it teaches you some skills. It teaches you whether people are doing a good job or whether they're not doing a good job. Mm -hmm. But you do need to know when it's time to delegate that. And I think finding the right people to collaborate with or to work with can be really tough. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of trial and error in that, you know, but when you are looking for someone to work with in any capacity... I think you have to ask yourself, you know, um, first and foremost, is this someone that I like? Is this someone I want to work with? You know, because um, it would be an awful situation to bring someone onto your team. And, you know, and especially if you sign papers and things like that, only to find out that you two don't click. You know, it's and it's nothing against you or that person. I mean, just we just don't all click with everybody. You know, there's different personality traits that just work well together for one reason or another that we probably don't even understand you know yeah. if we want to get really deep and psychological or philosophical here which we're probably not going to because we don't have enough time but, you know so it's about finding those people so one you know don't be afraid to to research people and don't be afraid to kind of have interviews i mean not to not to put someone so much on the spot but maybe even just a call or a conversation or some sort of meeting no other intentions in mind other than just to get to know each other a little bit and see if you're the right fit for each other 
Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a really important thing is you, you want to get on with the people that you're working with mm-hmm. 100%. You also want to make sure that they are good at what they do. So um, I think that kind of comes into doing your research. So check what other people have said about working with them mm-hmm. um, and, you know, check out their actual work itself. So it's, mm-hmm. if it's a producer, obviously you want to be able to hear their work. If it's a designer, you want to be able to see that they've designed stuff that appeals to you. Right. So definitely make sure that they can do what they say they can do. Yeah, I think it starts off, obviously, with finding their work. You know, that's probably what's going to draw you to someone in the first place anyway. You know, but then uh, taking the next step is, of course, um, making sure that you guys click. Because, you know, just in the role, say, of a record producer, for example, they could have done amazing work. There's so many fantastic record producers out there, but you're not going to click with all of them. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe the work you two together are gonna, is going to suffer because of your relationship. Yeah, and the relationships are really, really important, especially if you're going to be working with them long term. Can you imagine having a long-term yeah. working relationship with someone that you can't stand? I mean, I'm sure exactly. lots of people do that when they work in an office. They probably hate the person that they're staying next to, but right. they don't really have a choice. When it's your music career, you have the control. So you're the one that's bringing on the people that you want to collaborate with. So definitely pick wisely. There should be a mutual respect and understanding between the two of you. And never be afraid to say, this is just not working out, you know, Hopefully you're not so deep that you're losing a lot of money. You might lose some time. But, you know, I think if you do it in a very respectful way, um, you can learn a lot from that. But don't forget to learn from that experience. It's so important. Don't repeat your mistakes. You know yeah. what I mean? We all make mistakes. And, you know, there's, we're, we're here to try to share the fact that we have all made mistakes. And Ross and, and, and I here, we're trying to tell you this is what to, to avoid, you know, but we're all still going to make mistakes. We're, it's all going to happen as long as we learn from them and uh, we apply them to the next um, uh, phase of our career, then I think we're going to be okay. So we recently had a really great chat with producer and engineer Nick Blagona, and um, the subject of teams and collaboration came up in our conversation. Yeah, he shared some stories with us about artists who had a successful experience with a producer, one of them, namely him, um, but then they ended up working with someone else once they signed to a label or got a bit more success, even though the work they did with him is what led to that success. It just didn't make sense. You build yeah. a team that's working. Why are you going to go and mess it up and change things around? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it works out, but it does seem like such a shame to break apart a team that seems to do such great work together. But um, anyway, Nick did share some interesting insights and observations with us. So uh, yeah, let's jump in and see what he uh, what he had to say. Yeah, you need yeah. a good team, and uh, and you always need a good team, and that's yeah. why that's why sometimes I wonder why when a band or an artist hires a producer and it worked out beautiful and it's a hit record, at the second album they get another producer because the record company wanted them to try somebody else, yeah, and it's a total dismal failure. Well, there's there's and, a band called The Use that has worked with John Feldman for most of their career, and every time they work with John Feldman, it's one of their it's it's fantastic. And I love this band, but every time they divert and work with someone else, it's like, oh, guys, go back to John Feldman, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like unfortunate. I mean, maybe they've gotten their shit together now, but the the, the Sheepdogs they mm. came to me to record one song uh, that made him uh, win the the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, that's and, all. And and then I t- and I said, well, they said, you know, we'd like to do the album with you. And I said, it's not going to happen because what's going to happen is that you get if you win, you get signed, and then the record company will sign a producer, and that producer will probably be a member of some band 
they had, that they have a deal with. And lo and behold, they got signed to Warner's, and the, the producer was the, the piano player from the Black Keys. Hmm. And subsequently, that album sounds like the Black Keys. Right. Didn't sound like who they tour with them and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, didn't sound like them at all. And that album died, and then they had to re-resurrect themselves again on the third album. And now their last album is is good because they they ended up sounding like what they wanted to do, which was Creedence Clearwater Revival. It sounds very dated. That's my opinion. But anyway, but, but that's what a band had to go through only because uh, they were told to. And they say, if you don't do it, we won't sign you. So what do you do? You you, you, uh, you, you use as producer. There's nothing wrong with uh, this chap from the Black Keys, mm-hmm. but the mismatch was totally wrong. Right. Uh, and um, I can remember early on, uh, um, you know, Getty Lee and I did a record with a band called Boys Brigade back in the early 80s for EMI and the record did extremely well in Canada. And then the record company decided to have two guys from earth, wind and fire produce their next record in LA. And it was awful. It was just awful. And so, and they spent $200,000 in 1981. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So it's a dangerous road to go in. You know, there, there are a few bands I can name that, uh, are on the road paying for their uh, their debt. Yeah, it's always great to hear from Nick. He's got so many stories. He's got so many years of experience. And um, I think hearing the real world examples can really help to kind of help us understand, you know, why some things work and some things don't work. Yeah, Nick's definitely a character. Um, if anyone wants to see more from Nick outside of the Virgin Atlantic world, he's a prominent figure in my documentary film, Walking Proof, which uh, takes you behind the scenes of the making of my debut falling solo album. It's not an excuse, it's a reason. Um, he, <laughs> we didn't plan it that way. I really just brought in my buddy to capture a bunch of footage of the making of the album, but he is just such a strong personality, as you could probably tell from our interview with him and uh, the clips that we're sharing here. Um, he just made my documentary film probably a hundred times better. It's probably the reason we got into a bunch of film festivals is because of him and his content. Oh, I would I'm say gonna, solely, solely, solely <laughs> Nick. Yeah, but yeah, no, sure. it's funny how many times people uh, can work with someone, but then for you know whatever reason, just end up working with someone else, and the results are very, very different. You know, I mean, of course, yeah. there are going to be different creative forces involved, different people. But um, and sometimes that's the point. Um, I know I mentioned the used in the clip, which I'm I, I love the used. Uh, just to clarify, they're one of my absolute favorite bands. I've seen them tons of times. Love them since their first album. Um, appreciate everything they do. Um, obviously, on different levels and different scales, like you do with any band, you know. But um, uh, despite their latest album, I think um, a lot of the work they did with other producers besides John Feldman just was, was not as strong or, you know, was lacking a bit. Now I know I'm reiterating that it's, it's just the point of, I know that some artists like themselves, they've mentioned before, they wanted to see what would happen if they work with another artist. You know, I mean, it's subjective. My opinion is it isn't as good. Some other people might say it's way better, you know, and obviously as an artist, you want to try different people and you want to try working with different people. But I think taking Nick's advice on maybe doing a couple songs with different producers. So if something's really working out, you know, who's to say, you know, do a bunch of songs with them, maybe fr- try a few um, uh, different producers to work with. I mean, I'm, I know I'm, it's this is not just about producers in, in specifically, but that goes along with anything. I mean, sub situations, you can't have multiple managers, but you know, you can. Can try out a publicist. 
that didn't work out, you can try, you know, you maybe try them on an EP campaign. If that didn't work out, you know, don't use them on your album campaign, you know, um, different people can serve for different purposes, I think. And I don't think you need to throw all your um, eggs or in my case, and some vegan tofu into one basket. Be kind of yeah, messy, I, wouldn't it? <laughs> it? Yeah, it would be a bit messy. Um, I mean, I think obviously you know Nick was talking about producers and mm-hmm. and the the bands in in his examples. Um, it seemed to be that, that, that they were pushed towards working with other producers because someone else had an agenda. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to be aware of other agendas that people yeah. may have and try not to be swayed too much by them. Uh, especially if you feel strongly that you did, that you worked well with this other person. And you want to work with them again, if if you can stand your ground and and see what you can do to make that happen, because it'd be a shame for for things not to go well, but just because someone else wanted to steer things in a different direction. Yeah, you know, and it kind of goes back to our gut feeling episode um, that we did a while back. You know, just because someone has worked with certain people, it doesn't mean they're the right fit for you. You know, and that's clearly the case in many of these examples Nick shared. And I mean, even myself, if, going going a little while back when I did do um, my debut solo album, it's not an excuse; it's a reason. Always a mouthful, but worth it. It sounds it sounds so. That's um, the name of your next so album, by the way. What? <laughs> Always a mouthful, but worth it. <laughs> I like it. I've been trying to think of the album title. No, but you know, um, um, going to that, you know, in that time period, I was very swayed by many different people. And, you know, I look back now and, and not so much with regrets, but, you know, I definitely have learned to follow my own gut instinct and not just what this person, because they've done this, is telling me or this person. You know, I was really swayed in too many confusing uh, places, you know, and I, I it's taken years actually to kind of sit back from that and just and just realize what's right for me and to follow that gut instinct. That's not doesn't mean we don't take advice from those around us, but just take everything with a grain of salt and also consider the source. Yeah. And if you find people that you collaborate well with, stick with them as much as you can do. It is really hard to find a team of people that you trust and work well with. Uh, so when you do find them, treat them well and keep making things happen. Together. Yeah, it'd be as crazy as like, you know, you and I just for whatever reason <laughs> work really well together. You know what? Screw that, Ross. Um, get a different co-host to work with you. Just why not? Just randomly. Just do that. Just change change it up because things are going so well, you know? Things things are going so well. Can just you switch imagine? it up. It makes no sense. But anyways, we'd love to hear from all of you on what's been working for you in your career. Um, if there's anything that we missed here or that you think we should cover in a future episode of B-Sides, just hit us up and let us know. Yeah, and you can find us as in Bridge Atlantic on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to visit our website and pick up one of these shirts while you're there. That's right. And as for me, I'm working on my new solo album. You can check out my music on Spotify and iTunes and just about everywhere and anywhere you like to stream or download music. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all my name, Marciano Valley. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by Social Surge, your source for social media marketing and online music promotion. Check them out. They're in the description, the link to them. So please check them out because they do what, Ross? They keep the show alive. <laughs> and if you would like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. We have recently updated our rewards, which now include sponsorship at the start of our interviews and opportunity for you to co-host an episode of Bridge the Atlantic. And of course, gain access to our new Encore series. Encore! <laughs> 
This is becoming a thing. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss any episodes and leave us a comment and let us know what do you think of the show. Visit us on Patreon, guys. I just got to reiterate that. Go do that. Check out our exclusive Encore series. We're really excited about it. All right, so that's it for B-Sides. We'll be back next week with a brand new interview. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.